0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the special Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and
1: Beans. We're joined for the first half today, which will be a longer show, because remember, we don't have a show Friday, Frank, so we're giving them an extra half hour today. Um, We're joined by Ron Coleman. He's an attorney. He's a a pundit extraordinaire. He's a good friend. And um, he's also now partner at Dylan Law Group. Is that correct, Ron?
0: That is correct. I don't know for how much longer, but I... I, I... (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, you know, you know, I, 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 I... Listen we have a, we have a nice thing going and Har- army has really built that built out the firm very nicely in the last couple of years uh, and i'm looking forward to finishing my career here and hopefully not in the near future
1: <laughs> okay so we clean that up because i was confused for a second hey listen you never know you break news on this show it goes um but you have a, a case that I I was very interested to talk to you about right now. Um, and it ties into so much of the other stuff that's going on. And uh, Frank, as he said, is gonna do, what did you call it? Color as who? I don't Color comic Like, like
2: Susan I'll, Waldman. I'll be Susan yeah. Waldman today. Not only that, but like I, like I told it's, you before. But which one of us is John Sterling? I, you know, I, I guess you guys are going to have to be like a two spirit. I'm going to be Susan Waldman to both of your combined <laughs> energy. But the other thing really is, and at the time for me wanting to learn a little bit about what we're talking about today, the power washer guys just showed up to start uh, pelting the side of the house. So I'm going to be muting a little bit more as to not we, destroy the We don't hear a thing. O- okay, well, it hasn't started see. yet. So go
1: oh. ahead. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to hear the engine. <laughs> okay, so, Ron, Rogan yes. Rogan O'Hanley is suing Twitter, if I'm not mistaken,
0: Twitter and the state of California, basically. I mean, it's the Secretary of State, but
1: yes. Please explain, because I haven't... This is one lawsuit I actually haven't read in depth. So please explain to the audience what's going on in that suit.
0: Well, of course, one thing you do know is how most people know Rogan O'Handley. DC Drano.
1: Yes, DC Twitter. He
0: has a, uh, several gazillion followers on Instagram. And hundreds of gazillion followers, hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe he's up to a million now, I don't know, on Twitter. But he was off Twitter for a while. And he was off Twitter for a while. You know why? Because the government told Twitter to take him off. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's a problem. (laughs) And it's exactly what happened. Uh, I don't know if you were at all paying attention to the election in 2020.
1: I actually skipped that one, sorry.
2: A little bit. I was sleeping through most of it. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: and I think also there was a pretty good uh, World Series that fall, and it just took a lot out of us, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh,
0: but there was an election, and it was a highly fraudulent enterprise, and I'll stand by that as long as I live, because I was in Philadelphia, uh, on behalf of the Trump campaign as part of my duties as a member of the Dillon law firm, law group, and um, I saw them refuse to comply with a court order allowing observers uh, into the Convention Center in Philadelphia. I, when I say I saw them, I mean I was standing three feet away when the lawyer for the Board of Elections told us I know that you have an order but we're not going to obey it because they knew that the philadelphia that the pennsylvania supreme court would which is an entirely political body um would overturn that order and said no that when the statute says that people are that the that the uh opposition party to the party that runs that district are allowed to watch the counting of mail-in ballots it doesn't mean they have to be able to actually
1: see it see them (laughs)
0: watching just means that you can just know there are people in a room and they have paper in their hands so that's pennsylvania for you but a different topic for for a different episode uh, and i will be everyone you told everyone that i'll be on on a weekly basis here at Tracy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll gladly have you
0: oh you'll let's see we'll see how the ratings are for this
1: one
0: <laughs> okay. the streaming of of advertisers i heard bud light by the way is fantastic i don't know if
2: Anyway.
1: We were going to take a douche company, so Bud Light is nothing. <laughs> yes, I suggest,
2: that we go through, I suggest that we do either Summer's Eve or Messingill.
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, Rogan uh, had some things to say about this, and he was flagged by a consortium of secretaries of state, all of whom were Democrats, operating through state secretaries of state, of course, operating through the Association of Secretaries of State, who hired a firm called SDK. Perhaps you've heard of it. It is a big consulting group that is at the center of almost all Democratic Party shenanigans.
1: They do PR, too, right?
0: They do PR, and they are very, very big in the woke, uh, in the Me Too movement. And uh, there are stories to tell about them as well. But they um flagged rogan o'handley they have a special terminal i mean all this now some of this is unremarkable because of the twitter files stuff that's come out because everyone knows about it except so far everything that's come out and there's some there is um a twitter files uh team member that i have an outstanding call to that i need to follow up with on this Almost everything that's come out so far has been about the federal government and the intelligence intelligence agencies essentially running the censorship operation at social media companies. This is, was a state based um, effort, although it seems extremely likely, if not certain, that they were coordinating with the feds.
1: I have something for you from Thank states. You. You're welcome. Oh, good. <laughs> it was Katie do, Hobbs when she was
0: do pass it along
1: yeah she was acting secretary of state of arizona and she personally her office emailed um election integrity project working on behalf of SISA to censor somebody on social media i will provide that to you after the show
0: thank you yes that coordination is a big deal and that's going to be very helpful to us if if we can get the case back in front of the court because what happened we sued twitter let's be very clear let's have a little quick lesson in constitutional law the government may not censor speech. Private companies, in most circumstances, may censor speech, in most places. We know they can't censor speech in on, along common carriers, right? In other words, you can't. Verizon can't say, we're not going to permit you to have this phone call because you're talking about hydrochloroquine. They can't. It's a private company. Well, it's it's a regulated. No, these days utility, it is, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Right. It used to be a utility. That's how old I am. I, I was just in California, and I was seeing all the old Pacific Bell things. You know, Bell system. I'm an old guy. Anyway.
2: Uh, I remember 9X. Do you remember 9X? No, yes, 9 Up here? <laughs> good, and Frank
1: yeah. is like 40 years younger than you, Ron.
2: Well,
0: uh, on I'm most just people, observant.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. Well,
0: there's observant, and there's, and there's observant. So, <laughs> nine all right, so we sued Twitter because Twitter is not a, a, a common carrier, but what they were was a government actor. They were essentially working for the government. Now, there are two theories of working for the government. There are two approaches. One of them is the government made you do it. And one of them is the government uh you 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 are paid by the government or they outsource their censorship. Um, Well, it's outsourcing in either event, but either either you do it voluntarily or involuntarily, but either one is prohibited. We filed an extremely detailed complaint, which was backed up by a great deal. Oh, I skipped a step. They banned DC Drano from Twitter. Uh, The straw that broke the camel's back for them was a claim by this consortium through the special portal that... The state uh, actors are allowed to use the bat phone basically for Twitter. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And they said, this tweet where, where, where where, where Rogan says, California's election process is completely fraudulent and completely corrupted, a full audit is needed they passed that on to twitter and said this is a threat to election security let's think about this his expression of an opinion is a threat is a threat to election security Mm -hmm. he said it in january
1: after the election
0: after the election oh goodness okay and guess what we got the smoking guns from Judicial Watch FOIA request, but it wasn't FOIA; it was the state
1: version yeah. of FOIA
0: in California, California or whatever it's called. And we had we had the receipts, so this was an unusually detailed and well documented complaint. We had to file it ultimately, or we had to be litigated in the Northern District of California. Yeah, foreshadowing. Because any time a social media company is, or any technology company, but certainly a social media company, is sued in the in the Northern District of California, they will not lose.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the deal. So we went through this very exquisite oral argument, which was handled by my colleagues at the Center for American Liberty, uh, uh, Center for American Liberty, which is this great nonprofit that is helping us fund the litigation and the judge that came out with an opinion about uh, six weeks later Mm -hmm. and said well yeah 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 but i don't really see the connection i don't really see the connection between this email that says ban them and they're being banned really and and the percentage that was bragged about by the california secretary of state and the other secretaries of state Was that the takedown rate, when we request request that Twitter Take take action, is over 98%. I don't see the connection. Guess what? It's not for you, Judge, to see the connection. It just has to be a plausible claim. Yep. A jury is the one that has to decide if we prove the connection. And we do that by getting discovery.
1: Not only that, but don't they have to take your allegations as true in order to litigate on a motion to dis- or to decide on a motion to dismiss?
0: They have to be true, but under the test and updated by the Supreme Court in, um, in the 90s, um, which tighten things up a little bit. It has to be true, they have to accept the allegations as true, but they have to be plausible. And you had an email. We had more than an email.
1: Yeah.
0: And the judge said, "Well, I don't think that's good enough." We took that to the Ninth Circuit, and the Ninth Circuit absolutely punted. They didn't punt it. They they just said, "Well, you know, maybe, maybe it election security." I'm like, they were all over the place. What they didn't do, what they didn't address, was the how is the judge making a determination of credibility here? Yeah. It's not spo- he's not supposed to do that even on a summary judgment motion, much less on a motion to dismiss other pleadings. So Rogan instructed us. Who is also a lawyer. Rogan is a lawyer. He went to the University of Chicago School of Law, which is one of the top five, in my view. Um, instructed us that rather than go through the conventional Approach to seeking a rehearing from the entire Ninth Circuit panel. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go straight to requesting review by the Supreme Court, which is a riskier but potentially faster road. It's a lot riskier. It's a lot riskier, and we discussed that with him at length. I obviously, I don't think I'm speaking out of um, school here or waiving any attorney-client privilege by saying that. We discussed all the aspects of the uh, options open to him and uh rogan's uh he's a fighter he's an activist he cares about this a lot more than he look he's got his he's got, he's got his account back he's got his account back
1: yeah now no harm
0: no foul right well actually there's plenty of harm
1: well i mean okay. as someone who is also banned i can attest to the harm it is significant yes.
0: it is significant for people but especially for people like you and rogan although probably even for me I don't make my living directly from uh, from social media, and although I have a fantastic podcast, I've never had a sponsor. But, but it's an important part of my business, important part of my professional life. And, uh, but also as, as as the judge in as judges in, in every constitutional law case have said for the last several generations, if not earlier, even a momentary. Infringement of a constitutional right is harm. Mm. It is harm as a matter of constitutional law. So the Ninth Circuit blew it as they are known for doing. Yeah. And we're going to the, with, with God's help of the Supreme Court, um, we're working on the cert petition, and that'll take us a few months. And we have a few months to do it. And uh, there's going to be some interesting developments uh, even on, in that process. We we're very excited about what's going to be happening in this case.
1: That's awesome because it it's just a st- it's a standalone of what's going on. Um, we're gonna to get to everybody in the I, audience is like, please ask Ron about fo- about the Fox thing. We will go ahead, Ron.
0: I just wanted to point out that the case has been essentially ignored by the media. Mm-hmm. Just as they have ignored the Twitter files.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I say the media, I still obviously mean the old media. Uh, the corporate media, as Michael Malice puts it, I think accurately. I some, I tried to get people to use the term regime media, but I, I use take, legacy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, um, brand equity media. <laughs> um, but in any event, that's why we're here. I mean, one of the amazing things about about uh, social media and podcasting, which is a form of social media, is that this is where people are really finding out what's going on. People who want to know what's really going on they've got you they've got I, i'm not a newsbreaker as such uh, i'm a more of a pointy head but um i mean gosh tracy reading reading your analysis of oh, so example of of uh, zuri versus biden your your head's a little bit on the sharp side too thanks <laughs> i'm impressed with the
2: work
1: thank you that means thank a you lot.
2: susan that's
0: the story
1: well it is far it is
2: <laughs> well, well susan i thank you
1: um one of the one of the things you, thank you frank for that I, I swear if that didn't happen just now <laughs> one of the things that i love i love legal i love covering legal i love reporting on legal it's just kind of something that i I've, i wanted to be a lawyer ron before i decided to be you know
0: happy and productive instead
1: <laughs> i get it i don't know I, that's debatable sometimes but the the difference just to, like, you know, this Missouri v. Biden case that's ongoing that is absolutely groundbreaking. I mean, it really is the most important civil liberties case in our modern history, I believe, is being litigated in Louisiana and is really not going well for the government at it's all. It's
2: really
0: troubling. It, it This is an increasingly troubling phenomenon that where cases get heard in under the same law. Mm-hmm federal court makes so much of a difference and who brings the case makes a huge difference uh it's entirely possible that if rogan o'handley had been able to sue in louisiana which he wouldn't have been but if he had been that he might have gotten a very similar result yeah but in the case in the missouri case missouri is the plaintiff and louisiana is a plaintiff and what you have is state governments bringing the claim. And one of the things I wrote a white paper a few years back on that section 230, which was, which became an article that I co-wrote with Will Chamberlain on the old human events. Not the old, old human events, but the old human events. Um, I didn't know there were section... different
1: versions. Well,
0: there was an old, old human events. Back for, in my day, which was a magazine, which kind of died because ma- most magazines, especially magazines of thought, die unless some very wealthy person is subsidizing them. Then there was the one that Will Will bought the brand. And I was writing for them occasionally from time to time. And my wife, Jane Coleman, who's now with Legal Insurrection, was writing for them. Jeez, uh, it's a family affair. And then Will brought on a partner. And it... Jack Pasobic is still involved because he branded his podcast with Human Events and it's going great for him. Uh but Will walked away from human event from human events. He's not involved anymore. The editorial is let's just say that Jane Coleman is now writing for legal insurrection and, and not for human events. Um in any event, human or otherwise one of the things i observed in this article was that there's a there's a judicial culture Uh, judges don't only decide the law based on the law or based on even their own personal biases which everyone has this is legal realism there's a culture of judges which has been really intensified by the development of the internet they're always looking over their shoulders at what other judges are doing and one of the points I made was that I think there is a valid antitrust claim uh, a, that is available uh, against a lot of the media, uh, the social media platforms, including probably uh, Twitter. But that it's not going to happen if it's if they're if they're private antitrust actions because judges, if judges don't see states taking action they're They're not going to feel confident to be the first judge to do something
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's also true with with uh, w- what what I really argue is essentially consumer fraud type of claim, which I think is, is has the, the the best chance of success uh, in theory. If judges again if if judges were really looking at this without this socialization process there It's a deceptive practice. If Twitter says to you, "Come onto our platform, help us build the platform, um, bring bring people on because you're Tracy Beans and people love your your, your material, uh, generate a lot of engagement, contribute content for years," but we can unplug you for any reason or no reason at all, and and with and with no recourse. Yeah. After you've made that investment that's a deceptive practice and whether, and it doesn't matter whether you're paying or not. let's put aside the issue of now people are paying $8 or $9 well,
1: IP. That doesn't
0: matter whether you're paying or not. If you, the fact, if you're the product and not the customer, mm-hmm. that's cool. You're still a consumer because you've, you have made that investment. You've made that commitment, you've signed. And amazingly, when I represented Laura Loomer, you know, several, uh, uh versions of Laura ago, um, in Florida, <laughs> And our case was dismissed. I sued on, you know, on, 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 t- interference grounds. And one, one of the reasons that the Trump appointed judge dismissed the case was, well, you don't have a business relationship with Twitter. Wait a minute. They're relying on the terms of service. A contract. In this contract. But you judge are saying we don't have a business relationship. That's the judicial culture. The, the, it's it's a problem. Yeah. So, it, okay, they're making some progress of Biden versus Missouri, and that's uh, Missouri versus Biden. That's
1: fantastic. So this case quickly, and then we'll get to Fox because we have we have about fifteen minutes. This case was granted limited discovery in search of the temporary injunction. it was Limited with,
0: expedited discovery. Expedited, expedited discovery. discovery. That's the word you were looking for.
1: Yes. Um, They were able to depose high-level government officials one step below department heads. The judge had originally granted them the ability to to interview the department heads, but they appealed to the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit didn't... They had a a, a writ of mandamus at the Fifth Circuit. The Fifth Circuit didn't say, Judge Doty, you don't know what you're doing. You, Dumbo, listen to our order. They said, this is what you might want to look at doing. And then he did it, which to me is much different and especially since the Fifth Circuit, Ron, was just involved in this whole Stanford kerfuffle and are just livid right now with the nonsense and censorship that's going on. I'm like, score one for Missouri v. Biden.
0: Yeah, the Fifth Circuit is the best place to be if for conservatives right now. I don't think anyone's under any illusions about that.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. So they get all that. Every, basically this judge has ruled in favor of the plaintiffs every single time so far. So I get the naysayer saying, oh, this is never going to happen there. And I'm saying, we've already passed motion to dismiss. We're going to go to trial. He, The judge himself already said that they proved their case already. Then the judge said, this is just limited discovery. There's going to be a whole mountain that opens up after we get past the temporary injunction. So... This case is true and it's in the Fifth Circuit. So this, if, even if they appeal at this point, like they've gone judge hopping, they've gone to Virginia, they've gone and even the judge in Virginia on Jen Psaki, her, her deposition, they kicked it back. The judge in Virginia was like, I'm not going to rule on this when it's in a court in Louisiana and the Fifth Circuit's got a, a, a hand on it. What are you doing here? It was brilliant. So what do you think in terms of outcome? Are we in a good stance right now? Are we in a good position with this?
0: yeah I mean, it's kind of funny because the fifth circuit i mean it'll make headlines on the coasts which is what matters to the media um when they weigh in on something like an abortion pill
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know the issues that but but once again biden versus missouri largely being ignored by the by the corporate media um it's- it's going to be a big surprise for people when it goes the way it inevitably has to go. And as you say, the judge has said every signal in the world about where it's going and by the way, where it has to go, yeah, where it has to go because and as you say, the civil the the issues are phenomenally important. This is not just a matter of whether or not somebody on Instagram or Twitter can post their little opinions or sell their, uh, you know, their supplements, or sell, you know, uh, or pitch their, their podcast. This is about whether human beings who happen to be Americans, who are supposed to be the freest people in the world, can go onto social media and just as they what might do down at the quick check and say, you know, my sister had, my sister got that, and then she took this, and she was better in a week. Oh no, that's misinformation. Uh-huh. That's disinformation. That's misdisinformation. That's malformation. That's misinformation. It's malformation. Hey man, that's our job. We're thinking people. The government doesn't decide that. And by the way, every time you've decided that, not every time. Far too many times. You've been wrong.
1: Now and this is why the Restrict Act is, is in is in the hands of Congress right now, Ron. Make no mistake because if the Missouri v Biden case is ruled on the way we think it will be, and I'm nearly I'm nearly certain, sur- it's impossible to ignore. I'm going to hand you all the stuff, Ron. I'm going to get it to you after the show. Thank you. Go You're, it's going to be helpful. It's impossible to ignore that this is happening. It's spelled out in black and white. This judge is not having it. If that if they win the case, it bars not only just the government, but the government-funded NGOs, like the Election Integrity Project, like the Stanford Internet Observatory, like all these Atlantic Council-esque groups that take government funding from cooperating with social media companies at all. So they need another way to do it. Enter Restrict Act. Oh, well, if you take this away from us in our shadow-type way, then we're just gonna pass a law like the Patriot Act for the internet, and then we can do it all we want.
0: And that will be found unconstitutional um, as well as well it is outrageous and i think fun, you know there's beginning to be a little bit of pushback among conservatives on capitol hill people are realizing this is not a tick people aren't calling it the TikTok tock bill anymore mm. people know what it's about what's interesting about what's interesting everything's interesting but one of the one of the interesting things about biden versus missouri is that As you said, it's in the Fifth Circuit. So when the inevitable appeal comes and the Fifth Circuit affirms as it will, the government will then seek an emergency TRO, I'm sorry, emergency relief from the United States Supreme Court. And that's where it's gonna get interesting.
1: Yeah, that's when it'll finally, a censorship case will finally be heard in front of the Supreme Court with this one.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. When the government asks the Supreme Court to review, this kind of opinion, they hardly have a choice. Mm-hmm. They can't, especially if it's going to invalidate some statute or or, or, or some really important regulation. And what, what I'm particularly intrigued by is how this court, which has avoided these cases like the plague, will, but which has nonetheless been pretty damn good on the speech prong of first amendment Mm -hmm. not so great on religion in my opinion Uh, i think for example the closing of churches synagogues mosques during the lockdowns was patently unconstitutional and the the supreme court um certainly in its previous iteration was much too inclined to defer to the police power of the state there's nothing in the constitution that says that the First Amendment right to freely assemble and to practice one's religion is dependent on viruses uh, or (laughs) or emergencies. And you had these rolling emergencies, statuses, I mean, there's a real problem there. But on the other hand, on the speech piece, uh, certainly I know from personal experience, the Supreme Court has been very, very resolute on being nearly absolutist, maybe even further than I would go, not in my case, this Lance case. Um, But, you know, they've been very good. Both wings of the court have been pretty darn good on free speech. Will they recognize this as free speech? I, I don't see how they can. And especially if the Fifth Circuit sets it up the way they ought to, in their opinion and they're they are very knowledgeable people over there they know what they're doing if they frame their decision when i and what i expect will be affirming the district court here as it should be framed the supreme court should weigh in the right way and that could really change
1: everything everything it really it's it's groundbreaking the case is really great but thank you for saying that cuz i've been saying it i don't think people are really listening to me i really don't and it's it's frustrating ron um tell us about what you think about this fox news settlement and everybody's looking at it as a real big negative which it is in my opinion but i think it opens the door for people like me in a myriad of ways so tell us what do you think
0: it's a negative it's it's a it's a shame um it's a tremendous amount of money Mm -hmm. and i am positive that Dominion would never have been able to prove damages on that scale. Never. I don't believe they've been damaged at all.
2: At all. They have, yeah. Yeah, this is all a, a slap. this is all a big slap on the... I'm sorry. I'm over here in the middle of the hurricane. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> I believe this is all a big slap on the wrist for us to, uh, to stop talking about things. It's not about whether or not... Because what the hell was said on Fox News? about this they were reporting on what other people were saying what what claims were made no it it was never it was never a legitimate
0: case um and i you know look fox news frankly is not above suspicion their their management and their board include many many people who uh, as you know have not been reliable conservatives and their coverage has had very, very significant gaps from the conservative point of view. It is carried on the shoulders of Tucker Carlson,
1: the entire the network.
0: Tucker Carlson. That's right, the entire network. He obviously had no say and probably had no opinion, well, actually sure has a personal opinion about um, about this settlement. But if it weren't for Tucker, they would be out of business. You know, I'm. You know, there's, sometimes they have really good people on. Like Harmie Dillon, uh, she's a regular contributor. They uh, they don't tend to invite me on, so I know that they're missing something. But
1: <laughs> they don't invite me on either, Ron. Don't feel bad. At
0: yeah, all. yeah, and probably for the same reason.
1: <laughs> that I'm in good company.
2: Nobody
0: ever That's talks more. to me. <laughs> well, Frank. <laughs> Off, off the air. We're well, going to have a little discussion. I, yeah, I think...
2: You know what? If I ever asked me, Frank, you want to call in? We have a a spot open on Fox tonight. I would not call in unless I had <laughs> the, both the, the dueling landscaper and the power washer going. On. We can't landscaper... hear. Oh, you can't.
1: No. It's
2: really? Okay.
0: Oh man, that is awful.
1: I don't hear any of the dueling landscaper. The... I don't hear the power washer. Oh, we can
0: hear. I thought you were saying you couldn't hear, Frank. No, we don't hear a thing, Frank. Don't hear a thing. Uh but if it makes you feel better that it's a landscaping related issue that is preventing you from hitting the top go with that <laughs> any coping me- mechanism i myself opt for the you know pharmaceutical but you know yours is probably healthier in the long run
1: so was this was this now here's what I, I understand about the case. the judge barred a certain what I guess you would consider exculpatory uh, evidence from trial which would have made it so that Fox could barely defend themselves in this if if it were to have gone to trial So Fox was feverishly trying to settle to avoid trial and the embarrassment that was likely going to come with it um do you, and but some people are saying oh they' paid off dominion so that now dominion is flush with cash and can go do but i'm not necessarily on that page yet with that theory
0: yeah well well i mean i don't know about a theory i mean though that's a it's an empirical fact that they gave them three quarters of a billion dollars well yeah 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 and that is but i don't think dominion really needed capital like i think dominion dominion has plenty of protexia the 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 forces that are working with Dominion, if indeed there are any, I don't really know i mean I think there are lots of serious questions about what Dominion has done and how it's done it but um shut up um but you know more more to your to the real underlying point is that. judge the judge's rulings were very difficult
1: mm-hmm.
0: for Fox, and I'm sure they wanted to avoid discovery not because they were involved in in uh, conspiracy or that there was some smoking gun of um uh, you know that would have demonstrated actual malice, but rather because no news organization wants discovery. it's just you know i mean I can tell you what, I'm representing uh you know. Uh, Carson Griffith, who was forced out of the att- attempted revival of, um, what was it again? Uh, the one that the wrestlers shut down. That that magazine. I, I'm, I'm going. Oh uh, oh
1: oh! Um, Hulk Hogan. Um, what was right. it? What was The 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 the. the- gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I, and, and I've been litigating this now for, for three years. <laughs> the point is they-
2: De- Deadspin? No. No, no. Um, they
1: had to pay him like 5 million or 10 million or something, uh, some crazy amount of money for publishing pictures of him. Hulk Hogan, it, it was a big magazine that was like a, a gossip magazine.
2: I thought it was Deadspin. It no, wasn't? No, no.
1: Okay. Hold on.
2: Uh, yeah, we have to do this.
1: I'm going to find it.
0: <laughs> Gawker. Gawker.
1: Gawker, yes.
0: So uh, Carson, who was an, a non-political professional journalist type, um, Daily Wire did this hit piece on her in order to bring down Gawker. And they have done everything possible to avoid discovery. I mean, appeals uh, appeal on appeals, appeals, you know, every, we've won everything so far, but media companies just don't want their internal workings to be revealed.
1: That'd be terrible.
0: Not as much as I am not a gigantic fan of Fox's standards and presentation, which I'm not. Gee, I wonder why they don't buy Beyond. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think it's fair to compare them to the Daily Wire, which is essentially, you know, a propaganda, really truly propaganda, in, in a really malicious. way. Wait, wait,
1: wait. the Daily Wire?
0: Uh, not the Daily Wire. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Daily Wire. My client. <laughs>
1: This is all being pre-recorded,
0: isn't it, Tracy? <laughs> um, the, the Daily Beast. The Daily, between you. Between,
2: <laughs> between between you and I, I hate my clients.
0: <laughs> well, so that goes back to my earlier statement about Harmony, Dylan, and me. I mean, it was, <laughs> luckily she doesn't watch any of the content that I do.
1: So I'm like literally red from laughing at that. Okay, sorry
0: the daily beast the daily beast <laughs> so i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to compare fox to the daily beast it is it, it, it's, it's not a fair comparison so i do think it's a bad development for fox that that they i mean you know if they would have settled for a mere quarter of a billion dollars that would have been a bad development this is a gigantic number a gigantic number and it should scare people to think that media companies have this kind of money
1: you know what i could do with that much money oh my goodness you know what right. I could
0: do with, a, with a 1% of that kind of Like economy? a tiny
1: little <laughs> fraction? You, you know, what it does, though, is it opens up the door for those of us who have been lied about by the media um, to really have a precedent. Why do, you think,
0: why do you think it's not a precedent? A settlement's not a precedent. Why uh, do you think it's yeah. a
1: precedent? Ah, uh, you're right. I didn't think about it like
0: that. It's, it's not a legal precedent. Right. It is a precedent in terms of how media companies deal with defamation. And yes, that in theory is, in other words, one of the things that these companies really don't like to do is to settle Mm -hmm. because settlement is viewed as an admission that there's some vulnerability whether it's actual legal liability or not there's vulnerability because we don't want to have our ceo or rupert murdoch on the deposed or on the stand so it's a problem it's uh, uh, and it's also a problem that media companies which are usually meticulously protected by judges here where the media company is on the wrong side of the Politics. political yeah uh, you know a tug of war all of a sudden their ability to defend themselves themselves is handicapped it's an outrageous development uh but you know as a data point in the trending of media vulnerability to defamation lawsuits which have been made almost impossible in many states, such as New York. Um, it's an interesting; it is an important development. I think, and I do think you're right. Actually, even though it's not a legal precedent, it is a an important data point in the the karma, in the in the overall approach here. But I do think we we have to be careful to remember. You're on the wrong side of that judicial divide unless you're in Louisiana or Or
1: Florida. Sometimes, I mean, it all depends.
0: Florida is a funny place. Uh, You know, the 11th circuit is a funny place Uh, and not always ha ha funny. Mm.
1: Well, Ron, thank you for sharing your your morning with us. Tell everyone where they can find your podcast.
0: Look for Ron, if you Google Ron Coleman lawyer podcast, don't, whenever you Google Ron Coleman, you have to, it's, the name of the podcast is Coleman one word. Coleman, but except that we couldn't get the domain in Coleman Dash Nation, you can subscribe all the ways. You can find me on YouTube, but always use the word lawyer, or else you're going to get a very, very large bodybuilder who is not a lawyer. As a result, one of the best uh, ever, the best ever, uh, who can barely get out of bed in the morning. I know. It's a shame. He doesn't deserve it. He didn't do anything wrong to anybody. But um, I am not Big Ronnie Coleman. I am just not. Particularly small, Ron Coleman, (laughs) who is a lawyer. Follow me on Twitter at Ron Coleman. Like my name is spelled with an e. Dum dum. R C O L E M A N. You're also on Truth.
1: You're also on Truth. I'm on Truth. Uh,
0: You know, the new and improved Twitter makes it a little bit harder to care about truth. I'm also on Rumble, folks. Like we are right now on Rumble. Yep. Just like we are right now. So go. You're on the platform. And after you're done listening to the next guest and the next segment or whatever it's going to be, um, the musical acts you do, musical acts and like you know, magic shows and stuff. We're Whenever not a variety
1: you know... show, Ron. We're, we're, we're... <laughs> we're not a variety <laughs> shows. We're you're not old Ron. enough to remember variety shows. <laughs> I'll give you. All
0: right, a real pleasure talking to you, Trey. Thank we'll, you we'll so... do it again soon.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Have a great day. See you,
2: Frank. Take care. Great to meet you. See here.
1: That was fun. Yes. Now, hold on. I got to fix all the things now. Hold on here. Okay. I think I'm good.
2: You know, uh, speaking of variety shows, Ed Sullivan uh, is from my town.
1: Ed Sullivan? You mean like... From the-
2: my town. Yeah.
1: Whew. I love Ron, just to let everybody know. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant attorney, and he's brilliant. And Well, I that's wanna- the
2: first time that I ever had Ron speak talk back to me so that uh, he, it was really nice interacting with him i've only ever seen him on twitter and um that was a, a, a really nice spot i hope he comes back
1: <laughs> me too i'm laughing at the chat not that me too and he will ron coleman on twitter has a pin tweet from august 2nd 2016 okay it was like what two months after donald trump announced maybe
2: mm-hmm
1: it says, I now realize the entire wretched system, left and right, Dem and GOP, MSM and Hollywood is coalescing like antibodies to expel Trump. And it was true. No doubt. It was true. So now, as everybody knows, we won't have a show Friday. So we're going longer today with all the noise that we can't hear and Frank's background and everything. Let us know.
2: It's driving me nuts. I can't believe you can't hear it.
1: Can't hear a thing. Give me okay. a, um, a thumbs up if the sound is good. It's 919 We're going to go till 10. We hope that you guys all stay with us. I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with you, including something really interesting. We're going to do a little fun stuff quickly. But did you know, Frank, that there was um, something that, if you're from New York, you know that every town and stuff in New York talks about has a town name that is 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 indian or 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 native american in some way.
2: There's a lot of that around here, yes.
1: A lot of it. And the board of regents just came out and said that here it is on on citizen free press. Here it is. New York state bans native american nicknames from being used in public schools. If you're from New York, you know how absolutely ridiculous this is as a matter of fact there are viral youtube videos which we're going to play one now this one's from newsday which is the long island paper i used to write for newsday by the way um they're so hard to pronounce frank that people are literally from other places are literally asked to pronounce the town names and never can do it this is three minutes long it'll be worth your time if you're at home and you've never heard of these town names before Try and pronounce them yourselves and you'll understand how crazy this is. But we'll play that video and then we'll get back to some other stuff. This is funny. Here we go. Uh,
2: Ron Conk. Ron Conkoma. Ron Conkoma.
1: Ron Concoma? I think that's it. Ron Concoma. That's that's Okay, I got it. Ron Concoma. Yeah, Kite Ronkonkoma. That's <laughs> by the, the Islip Airport or whatever. If you're from Long Island, then you probably know how to pronounce the majority of these Long Island towns. But we thought it would be pretty fun to call up some of my friends who aren't from around here to see if they can pronounce these names correctly. They gave it their best shot. Oh, Minola. Ha! Minola. Miniola. Miniola. Mineola. Oh, yeah, I said that one. I, I, I got that one right. Mineola, that one is pretty
2: straightforward. Wontag. Mm. All right, Wontag. Mm. Um, like,
0: okay,
1: all right. Wanta? One, one yeah, Wanta! This is where I'm from. Massapequa. Massapequa. Wow. Massapequa? Yes, Massapequa. Oh, this one's oh. difficult.
2: <laughs> Copag. copage,
1: Copag. Copag. That was close. Hapog, hapage, Happage? hapage, or hapog, or hapog, hapog, hapog. Oh, see, Indian, Indian, all Nisa- Indian. Nisa Kogi. Not gonna even try. Hey, y'all y'all gotta pronounce how you want to
2: pronounce these syllables, okay. nisi Nisag there we go.
1: Nissawog there there is another one too. um that's quag. There's another one. what's what's some other good do you know any long Island towns? No, oh gee I,
2: I, aside from Massapequa and things like that, I mean that's just
1: and, I, and again,
2: like I said, because it's not really local for me. I mean, if I were to take a a half-hour boat ride across the the sound I'd be in Long Island but it's driving it's still a couple of hours away so I only know Long Island towns based on local AccuWeather news and all that (laughs) other stuff I don't spend a lot of time there
1: it's a great place or used to be a great place anyway there's like easy ones like Hicksville and Levittown and you know but there's a lot of of Native American towns like people in the chat are all saying um, do the Texas it edition. We always know when a new meteorologist isn't a from around here when they can't pronounce. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. Florida has a lot to, so what are we gonna do now? We're gonna go around and rename every single thing that's, that's Native American and the, the people yes. don't, the Native American people don't, it's a tribute to them to name a place after them, for goodness sakes.
2: Wait, 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 they, they want all the towns changed or all the mascots for schools changed?
1: School names and mascots. But I'm saying, what's next? They're going to change towns
2: they should they should they re they should rename all of the schools after rosa parks that's what they should do we should have we should we should have fifteen thousand rosa parks high schools in you know in new york that's the only way that we'll make this right S-
1: somebody in the chat asked if i went to school with amy fisher i have a crazy story about that okay i was younger than amy fisher when she alleged did she get found guilty of shooting mary joe botafuco in the in the head?
2: Wasn't She was guilty, no? Okay.
1: So I think she she was found guilty of shooting her lover's wife in the head. Um, And it was in Massapequa. She lived in Massapequa, but I didn't go to Massapequa High School. So I didn't go to school with her, but I was at a park hanging out with my friends because that's what we did when we were teenagers on Long Island back in the day. And somebody came up to me and thought that I was Amy Fisher.
2: (laughs) Man. (laughs) Which was terrible. we, we, I, it, it, there was like, I think uh, there's at least one ha- uh, Halloween, but it stuck around a while. Everybody wanted to be Joey Buttafuoco. Everybody was dressing up like Joey Buttafuoco as, uh, as you know, for...
1: What uh, a one, name. Yeah. What a name. It was like the perfect name for that happening. Joey oh Buttafuoco, man. That's what we used to say.
2: You, t- you <laughs> talk about talk about the entertainment we used to get on television. That brought I, a nation together. Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco, and
1: back uh, in the, the day, the whole
2: nation came together.
1: Mr. Patrick, I once got. Th- <laughs> You're right. No, go. No. I once got thrown out of Flash Dancers with a guy named Joe, who was a dead ringer for Joey Buttafuoco. Someone said in the chat. So now, what
2: what came first? Was it Joey Buttafuoco or OJ? I forget. Let's what start. came first? Put this in order. In- Joey Buttafuoco, OJ, Nancy Kerrigan.
1: Oh, geez. Okay, this was 1992 when she was sentenced. She served seven years.
2: Okay.
1: Um, When was OJ Simpson?
2: That was 95. Well, the trial was 95, 94.
1: Okay, so well it couldn't have been that well I was in when the verdict I was a law buff back then too and I was listening to the verdict on my walkman radio in my chorus class when they read out that he was not guilty and I we were (laughs) this is funny we were singing hallelujah chorus at the time okay and you know at the end there's that pause of silence when they're like hallelujah right before the end hallelujah there's a, a pause of silence And I screamed out, not guilty. (laughs) And I got, I got suspended. I got detention. Wow. My chorus teacher was like, no way. Get out of here and go to the office. I was in trouble. That's it. I was still reporting news. We were all very
2: happy when NoJ was acquitted. Of course, we didn't know back then that he was a murderer. We just, all we thought about was, oh, the guy from, uh, from Naked Gun. Did, is, uh, is acquitted finally did, we can get more naked gun movies
1: didn't i play the dana carvey oj clip yeah. on the show yeah see here if you push this lever <laughs> you can shoot blood through the windshield onto the console of a 1995.
2: oh yeah you, you know what in, in that in that chronology i forgot you have to put lorena bobbit in there too you're right
1: oh, no hold on when
2: was you gotta lady? put the lorena Bobbitt
1: Lorena Bobbitt. That's that. They made a documentary. That was 1994. It was all in the, in the mid 90s.
2: Well, I remember John Wayne Bobbitt was on. They did a little. Well, everybody was doing something on him at that point. But he was on Entertainment Tonight. Uh, uh, on Entertainment T- Tonight, or something like that. Later on, in the the scandal when he had already recovered, they reattached his penis and all that stuff, and um, and he told everybody he was doing. He was going into porn. To prove that he was still functional as a man yeah.
1: how nice for him i
2: don't know how that worked out though
1: there was a story i could swear and i might be wrong on this but they've just released like a documentary about this situation that was very uh it painted bobbit the male to be very abusive and um like, I have to watch it again because I just heard it in the background as I was working. I think my husband was watching it. Where basically, like, they, they they gave her sympathy for chopping off his member. Um, But I have something else on that same vein to talk to you guys about today, actually. California doctor. I don't know if you guys saw this. In in the summertime, there was a video that came out of this woman in a kitchen, hidden cameras are set up. She's pouring Drano into a coffee cup and then setting it down on the table, okay? The story was that this woman's husband is accusing her of poisoning him with Drano in this, you know, before they got a divorce, it was like this, she was allegedly trying to kill him, poison him with Drano, and he had recordings of her literally- pouring the Drano, you can see on screen right now, there's pictures, into his coffee cup. And then he would walk over and put the cup to his mouth and that's what you see on the video. Well, it turns out this case just took a wild ass spin. They had an ant problem in the kitchen. He was telling her to put Drano in a cup with some sugar and some other liquid to attract the ants to that cup, like almost like the borax treatment that they do where you put borax.
2: He was setting her up?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Wow, good man, good man.
1: The the, the reason why, I mean, they've said that from the beginning apparently, but what's come out now is his medical records. He has GERD, he doesn't have any injuries from caustic chemicals running down his throat. I was all on the persecute this woman train with this video that, that they released.
2: So, but what what was the point? Is he just sadistic? He doesn't like her? Uh, he could have just gotten a divorce. What? What?
1: It was a custody battle um, and he wanted custody of the children and he wanted to not have to, I guess, pay out any money to her. I guess it was a very brutal, bitter thing. But she's facing eight years in prison if she's convicted of this. And uh, there's some, there's some uh, pause on this case now because new exculpatory information has come to light and they have to... It's just crazy. This is just crazy. That's sick. That's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I read that this morning. Thank you. It's like a reverse
2: sixth sense. Yes. And I hate all that stuff, too, especially because I know I, I, never mind, like parents poisoning children and stuff. I I I hate all that stuff. I couldn't even imagine
1: doing that to anybody, let alone. Yeah. Yeah, I have to fix myself on the seat, because I'm very uncomfortable. Okay. So um, thank you to Citizen Free Press for filling me in on that story this morning. Um, I have a lot of stuff on the Fox defamation case, even though we already talked about it. Listen to the Dominion attorneys. This is something. I've got, you know, a few clips here. This is about 17 seconds long. One last thank you, which is really to all of you for being with us on this journey. We appreciate what you've done to help us and to help expose what we were able to discover over the course of this process. Thank you so much, legacy media like CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, for destroying your competitor for us so that we could settle this lawsuit. Disgusting. Just thank you to the media for helping us.
2: I'm telling you, I'm very suspicious about Fox being willing to just pay this out. I'm very suspicious about it. I said last I have no evidence to support my claim, but yeah. I really do believe that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know maybe some of that that FTX Ukraine laundered money was being used right here to just just pay things off and to make a public spectacle uh, almost like a an admission of guilt in one way or another, and and just a shot across the bow of everybody else. Why would a company that makes many billions of dollars every year, Fox, just give this away without a fight. If
1: They didn't give if, it away without a fight.
2: But, what's, but again, they what were, the what were they being pinned for? What, what? What were they being pinned for?
1: They had text messages between all of their reporters saying they didn't believe the things that they were broadcasting on air. They had emails from their reporters saying they didn't believe the things they were broadcasting on air. And the whole...
2: But wait. What? What did they? But what? Not believe what though?
1: They didn't believe the claims that were being made by the people who were claiming that the machines were hacked, that the election was stolen. All of the the reporters were writing, "These people are crazy. Why do we have them on? Why are we saying this? I don't believe this is true." Like, I'll I can send it to you, but all but of what the is that? so what? The whole point of the defamation case was that they knowingly broadcast what they knew were lies about Dominion.
2: But it, it, see that the, the, that is aside from that's the re, people at Fox having an opinion about whether or not they think the story is legit or should be followed, is not uh, is not is not the same thing as saying the story is false. It was like one opinion against other people's work.
1: You're right, and this is why I don't agree with you about the um, the settlement conspiracy. The judge precluded Fox from being able to show evidence to what you're saying at trial. So when they got to trial in front of the jury, they were barred from showing major pieces of evidence that would back up the theory that you just said. And only the evidence that makes it look like absolute dog crap in a New York courtroom would have been allowed to be presented. That was a a ruling by the judge. The embarrassment and nonsense that Fox News would have had to go through with all of their anchors being hauled in to testify under oath in court, all of the depositions being fully released at trial. It was an it was going to be an absolute nightmare so that at the end of the trial, or otherwise they would have settled like three, a year ago or two years ago. They've been litigating this case for years. In my opinion, They settled because they knew once they got to trial, the amount of nonsense and crap and internal information that would have been released to the public was not worth even a win at that point. It just, it would have been catastrophic. I completely understand why they settled this lawsuit. I I understand it 100,000% for the dollar amount. I think that they were like, we just want this to go away now. We can't go to trial. If we go to trial, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. It would have been a nightmare for Fox News if they ended up at trial. A nightmare. Not oh, that gosh. Not that they I thought... Guess. Not that... the. I don't think that... I don't trust Fox News as far as I can throw them. We all know there were issues with the election. I don't think that... I don't think this was a settlement to acknowledge that there was no such thing as election fraud. That's not what this was about at all. This was a, a, a settlement to save their own self.
2: Yeah, but... Th- this is, again, all... Court, yeah, this might have been going on. Uh, they're, they're, they're litigating or they're trying to avoid litigation. Whatever is happening here, um, the Fox. court of public opinion is really, again, what this is all about. Pretty this cool. is Dominion. A uh, Everybody has heard. They have their suspicions about Dominion. They heard the fighting back and forth for months after the November election. And now, suddenly, here they are taking... Uh, taking nearly a billion dollars from Fox News for even just entertaining people who wanted to come on and state their case, to state their case suspicion, which is newsworthy.
1: They're, they're, yeah, agreed. Their internal quote, Fox's internal quote, fact-checking desk said that the claims that were being made were not true. And then Fox News ignored their internal fact-checking desk's recommendation. It was probably staffed by a bunch of lefties that want, you understand. It was a lot more complicated than people who have a theory about why they paid Dominion almost a billion dollars. It was it was a lot more complicated than that, both legally and and, you know, public opinion wise and otherwise. I, I completely understand the settlement, but it is it isn't necessarily like Ron said, a good thing. However, like I said, Mike Davis said the same thing. Should the New York Post file a billion-dollar defamation lawsuit against news outlet that reported the claim that it ran a Russian disinformation campaign? That's the new standard after this lawsuit by Dominion. Fox can afford to settle for $787 million. Can left-wing outlets like CNN? Because they've been lying for years, and to me, it's like, okay, it's time to get this going then. Let's get going.
2: Well, Yeah. That's the real thing. Uh, uh, there's always precedent. Precedent is always made that you can okay. Well, they did it to us. Now we can do it to them. But we, we don't do anything. Well, and and all and all, the only person who wins at this is it's uh, it's Dominion, and it's all of the people who wanted to be able to put their foot to the throats of anybody else who uh, who would have well, suggested that 2020 went a certain way because of Dominion being at least a factor.
1: You know what's crazy? This happened to me the other day. I had two lefties accuse me um, of defaming Smartmatic in a tweet. I'm gonna find it for you. Um, they were doing it and saying they were gonna send my tweet to Smartmatic because I'm guilty of defamation. And I said you should probably learn the law. It's libel when it's written. And no, I'm not. Um, I was actually tweeting in support of Smartmatic, <laughs> not Smartmatic. Run back. Runbeck um hmm. it has to do with the they they put out a tweet the other day runbeck did on on election integrity lines. Hold on, I'm gonna find it i I didn't have it up because I wasn't going to talk about this today, but um hold on. oh goodness, where is it i I post too much I post too much. that's what it is. Before that or after that. Basically, they said, by the way, once the ballots are printed and sent out, we don't do anything else with them. And the fact that they tweeted this out just now, when we have all the stuff going on in Arizona, Abe Hamadeh has been granted, um, there were undervotes in Arizona that weren't counted. It's so funny because Mark Elias was arguing for this law change that shouldn't happen or should happen in in Arizona that would stop you from, if if they wanted to stop people, if they registered to vote in one place, they wanted to stop them from being able to register to vote anywhere else. And Mark Elias was like, no, don't do that. It's going to disenfranchise people who like to move or who this or who that or who live in more than one place and blah, blah, blah. Well, that very thing that Mark Elias is in court, in appeals court right now trying to hold up is what is gonna give Abe Hamadeh the win in court because people's ballots who had moved, but they voted in the place where they were supposed to weren't counted on in Arizona. They were rejected and they had to cast a provisional and the provisional wasn't counted. And there are enough of those votes to put him in the attorney general seat. It's very confusing. There'll be a column on it today anyway people were trying to chill my free speech when i was talking about runback with this same tactic you can't say anything about the company runback or they'll sue you for defamation there's a thing called opinion and first amendment so yep um
2: yeah opinions opinions are very dangerous these days
1: you know they're like assholes right Everyone has one. That's funny.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what direction they're coming from over here.
1: I don't care. I can't hear it. Supreme Court rejects Trump ally Mike Lindell's appeal in 2020 election lawsuit. There's a lawsuit right now against Sidney Powell from Smart- from um, from Dominion. There's all kinds of outstanding lawsuits still going. I think they were probably waiting on this for... Um, the lawyer in this case is also representing James O'Keefe in his defamation case against the New York Times. And James O'Keefe has the attorney for has the attorney for the New York Times on undercover video admitting that they're gonna lose that case. So the New York Times thinks they will lose the defamation case against that, that James O'Keefe brought against them. Good. Which would be a win for us.
2: Yes, until they frame us for something.
1: Wow, a lawsuit with like like James O'Connor. Yeah, this is James this,
0: O'Keefe. This, this, that was a. F- up. What? That was a. F- up. We might well lose that one.
1: That was Matthew Rosenberg, a journalist from the New York Times, saying we might well lose that one. That was an f up. True. Now.
2: Hey, did you hear the New York Times? They. Uh, they published the other day that um, we should we should be, we should thank we have a lot of we should have a lot of gratitude for the uh, for gay gay guys who got monkeypox for pretty much saving us from monkeypox.
1: You actually had talked about this, I think, briefly on Monday. Yeah. Um,
2: so it's just New York. It's just the New York Times, you know. How Gay Men Saved Us from Monkey Pox. Oh, Mpox, pox I'm sorry.
1: Mpox. pox You're not allowed to say Monkey Pox. Right. That's against the rules.
2: So, that's um, what the New York Times is going to have to bounce back with. That, that kind of reporting.
1: I have a clip from yesterday that is really going to blow your mind, I think. There was another clip underneath it, but this is all we've got right now. I'm going to play this for people. This is a Southwest Airlines plane on its way to Orlando that had been diverted into a 45-minute weather-related circle around. And apparently a man on the plane was very upset about a baby crying and was approached by that flight attendant right there. And this man right here is recording it. And this is the guy's wife. And I just want everybody to look at her face for a moment. If you can't see it because you're on the audio version only she's terrified she's mortified and you're about to see why now i unfortunately frank laughed my ass off watching this which is more an indication of my i don't know what's happening to my sense of humor lately but it's going to dark places um he said something that made me laugh really hard and i'll tell you what it is when we're done here we go the whole incident is terrible But he said something that made me laugh. With a baby in a goddamn echo chamber, and you want to talk to me about being fucking okay? Okay, Okay, because you're you're yelling. So is the baby. Okay, so you're a man. Did that motherfucker pay extra to yell? Okay, no. Shut up. Fuck you and shut up.
2: Okay. Me now. I don't give a fuck. You, you were you were sitting no. there watching
0: that know. motherfucking okay. baby cry forty-five. Okay. That shit didn't so. have nothing
2: to okay. do with nothing. Okay. okay. The fuck, lower that baby
1: sports. He's an asshole. You know, it's no, it's a a baby. Baby. Okay. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's attempting He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's Please stop. He's very upset that this baby was screaming, I guess, for like an hour or two. Would not stop screaming. He's lost it at this point. Here we go. I'm triggered. Fuck that I'm triggered, he said. Wait, I know. Look at this thing. Hey, put cuffs on that kid. I'm good for going to jail. No, I'm good with no cuffs on that child. Fuck this the kid. It's the, the same. The kid made, yes, you are motherfucking man. right okay, because okay. nobody was going to do that. Talk somebody in court That's fine. That's fine. I don't tell you you talk to me?
2: You have somebody to talk to Good. 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 No good,
1: no fucking problem. I know an attorney just like you,
2: motherfucker. I has rights. He has rights. <laughs> now we no, you don't. No, out. you don't. You have a ticket that you bought. All of that. It's worked out now. Heading to Orlando now. Listen, he's refused. I, 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 man, th- there's just some things that I can't stand about air, air travel. You don't know who you're going to be sitting next to that hasn't taken a shower in a week. You don't know who is going to be just obnoxious. You're you're getting glimpses into people's personal habits, and then there's also things you can't you can't control, like babies. And you say, well, well, you shouldn't take a baby on a plane after until they're they're ready for it. Well, sometimes you got to get across country for things that just, you, you got to go a family emergency, whatever. You got to do it. And yeah, there are just a lot of people who are very inconsiderate. And you there, there's so much. There's so much you roll the dice on when you get onto a plane. Agreed. I can't stand screaming babies for hours. No doubt about it. It's grating. It's it's worse than Chinese water torture. But you just gotta you, I you who just gotta why, suck it up.
1: Who knows why this guy cracked? The thing that he said that made me laugh. They were like, "You're screaming," and he says, "So is the baby." That's it.
2: It's true. <laughs> Listen, it's a it's an air air travel could be an abject nightmare no doubt about it but um it made, it
1: made me laugh i don't know it, so if you so. wanted
2: a guaranteed peaceful experience you're gonna have to pay a little bit more money than coach
1: so there's more to this we're gonna play and then i'm gonna end with what happened in the missouri v biden case yesterday and we'll go for the rest of the week here we go
2: Using to get off the plane <laughs>
1: He won't get off the plane now.
2: So now we're all getting deplaned.
1: I guess they had a layover.
2: I was gonna say, they. I thought they were in the air.
1: They were, they landed, this cut, and he. it came back. Now they're all sitting there on the tarmac, I guess. I don't know why the so we're all getting to plane thing happened but I mean that is motherfucking flight with a kid cry <laughs> for 45 minutes it was a 45 minutes bullshit wasn't what I thought know,
2: that's it. I not doing. even worth it, anybody's time you must have a wonderful life at home
1: I mean right the wife is the wife this is the wife This is yeah. the wife. She knows she's being filmed. She's embarrassed. She has lost all control of the situation. He is in. He's infuriated, losing his mind, and now he's talking to airport security. And eventually, you will see him walk off with a police officer. That's not the only air, air story that came out this week. I made the very, very e- horrible mistake of posting a picture from the Toronto Blue Jays who was complaining that the stewardess made his, or the flight attendant, I'm sorry, made his wife get down and clean up popcorn that his two-year-old had dropped on the floor. And I said, everyone's attacking him. There's so much we don't know about this. Oh boy, people wanted the two-year-old to clean it up off the floor. People said she should be cleaning it. It's not their job to clean up after your mess. People said, what about the person behind? It was a nightmare air travel conversation. Stay away from it. Don't go near I, it.
2: I saw that. Uh, no, I didn't expect that story about Anthony Bass to really get uh, big, which is why I commented on it at the time. And then, you know, because I thought it was just going to be a little, it wasn't going to spread that that far. Because I saw his his tweets. I'm like, oh, no, An- Anthony, you're, you're embarrassing yourself. Just stop. And then, of course, the New York Post, then his ERA started trending on Twitter. And it, it just got worse and worse. And it got even worse than that. What happened? Because then he posted. People saw the pictures of his family, and I, I don't know if one of his kids are his unless he adopted. um, Everybody's like, "Oh no, who's going to tell him?" Like, there's some that that story took several left turns.
1: (laughs) Well, I made the mistake of retweeting it.
2: Yeah, no, I I I was was just I I commented on it on the show. The show's opening two nights ago. Because, I, listen, she's 22 weeks in. She's a very fit woman. There's nothing wrong. I, there's nothing wrong with you she's taking a little responsibility for your kids and just picking up some popcorn.
1: Allegedly, she's high risk. I didn't know when they asked her to pick up the popcorn, where they landed. You know, If you're I, high
2: risk, why are you on a, on a plane?
1: Who knows why her doctor cleared her to fly, so she flew. I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't even know what's true. So let alone that. Like, all I'm saying is I would have picked it up on my own. If that had happened, I would have picked it up on my own. No one would have to ask me. But if they did ask me, I'd be like, seriously? (laughs) Like, what are you gonna ask? Give me a broom. You guys have little brooms. Give me it. I'll pick it up. Like, that's the thing that everybody was losing their minds over. Like, my kids wouldn't drop a bag of popcorn on the floor like that and have it just sit there. It just wouldn't happen. So, I don't know. But it it was something. Real quick before we end. We have 10 minutes, but... Missouri v. Biden was dormant for a little while, waiting for deadlines. Um, organization filed a friend of the court brief in it to to support the, the temporary injunction that is gonna be heard in the end of May, of which I will be attending that hearing, by the way, in person. Just to give you an idea of how important this case is, I am literally flying to Louisiana to attend a one-hour court hearing on a Friday, okay? That's how important it is. <laughs> in Louisiana, just saying. Um, they granted the the friend of the court brief, which is really surprising to me in this case, and a positive. And then the Missouri filed to make this a class action, which means it would cover every United States citizen, not just the plaintiffs in the suit, because it affected every United States citizen. And that is a huge development that means a whole lot. And then, like I said, the Restrict Act comes in We have this column from Wendy all about what the restrict act is. They tried calling it the TikTok bill, but when we went through it, it's nothing. It's a, it's a digital Patriot act on steroids is what it is. Terrible. Just terrible. So there's a lot going on when it comes to that stuff. Um, oh, here's Whoopi Goldberg slamming Bud Light for putting out that new commercial. Do you want to hear it?
2: I thought you were gonna. Here's here's Whoopi, here's Whoopi Goldberg, slamming a pack of cigarettes and a cheesecake.
1: <laughs> oh, we're not They Unleashed the Clydesdale horses. That's right. Now that's all right. of a sudden they got this this trans like you know. This, no, the this, horse is not trans. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm saying all of a sudden they get this this. Um, what am the I thinking? Clydesdale the Clydesdale horses no, galloping. I'm thinking through. they're getting this backlash. Backlash. Yeah, <laughs> and they. They're so they oh, harnessed it. it in. Let's uh-huh. get the horses out. That's <laughs> I was Like, because the, so the, the, yeah, yes. yes. the horses are so much more American than trans people. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: The horses are so much more American than
2: absolutely trans. the Clydesdale horse is so much more uh, American than trans people. A trans person could, oh, well, like, identifiably American, gender confused boys. What, what are you even trying to? put these these women are so. They are lost.
1: I wish we could have, like, like a real true competitor show to this that was actually with, like, real women who actually, like, live in real America. Oh, man.
2: You know, if they rewrote the Odyssey or the Iliad, whatever it was, whatever Odysseus is, is going and he says, strap me to the mast. Everybody put wax in your ears so you don't hear this—the siren song—and we don't get grounded. Strap me to the mast.
1: Look, just look at that face.
2: If these were the sirens, they would be the sirens of the sea that actually made people go away from the rocks. There is there is no charisma or appeal to these women. These crusty ass women with no brains. They are the anti-sirens.
1: Why is Tim? Cur- oh, he's seventy-seven. Tim Curry is seventy-seven today. Good for him. Here is Lori Lightfoot talking Cheese
2: about- Cheese pizza. The,
1: the crazy backlash in uh, Chicago over the weekend. I want you to hear what she says about the teenagers, and then we'll call it. Put out a very specific statement. After a morning event at the Chicago Public Library, outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot was asked about the Saturday night chaos downtown that led to two people shot, 15 arrested, traffic disrupted, and the CTA suspending service into the loop. So just to tell everybody who's listening, there is a mob of probably thousands of what we're calling teenagers running through the streets, blocking traffic, causing all kinds of problems, looting, everything. Lightfoot says there's lots of opportunity to redirect young people to safe spaces, but scoffed at one reporter describing what happened as, quote, mayhem. And, and here's the thing. The mass majority of the young people that came downtown came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they have, they have and they will be dealt with. Um but I'm not going to... Yeah.
2: You see all that. Those those are the few who came with different intentions. The the mass majority. So that means that somewhere else in the city of Chicago, there are hundreds of thousands of children who are just walking through the parks and smelling the flowers and enjoying <laughs> the night. Because that was the few. So if that was the few, then the mass majority must be this 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 roving army of people who are just nice. You know. It, 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 it wasn't too long ago that you got this behavior and you were able to lie about people wanting to express themselves in a in a political way because they're fighting for one uh, so-called civil rights cause the day or the other. Now they just they're left with nothing but saying, oh. listen, the weather was nice.
1: Hold on. What are you going to do? I have to I have to play this because I promise and I almost forgot Thursday, by the way, um, I, we got it. We got a comment on the show. I'm so glad I just saw that in the chat. I have to play this to end. There were uh, students that came from Hewitt Trustville and one of the um, people who, one of the people, um, sorry. One of the people who watch our show, her granddaughter is a part of this choir, but was not there for this, this specific thing, but I wanna play it. They sang the national anthem in the Jefferson Memorial and it was so absolutely beautiful and it's the perfect way to end the show today, Frank. I, I totally forgot about this, unfortunately. And I just saw it. Hold on. Why can't I find my. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. All right. We're going to end with this. When this ends, we're going to call it a day. I'll do the ending and uh, we'll be off to the races. I DM'd it to myself on Twitter. Here we go. Listen to this beautiful, beautiful rendition. <laughs> I got chills. Oh, it was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, you guys have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with...
2: Frankie Val on the drums and...
1: Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. You can listen to us live Monday through Friday... Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on, on uh, Rumble, Getter, and Twitter... And don't forget to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on Quite quitefrankly.tv. He also is broadcasting on Rumble. Check him out over there. We'll be back on Monday.
2: Later.